Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Welcome back. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And uh, again, I'm with uh, my good, good friend, Keith Strasberger, who's one of the pastors here at Real Life and has been for quite a while. And um, we have an opportunity right now to uh, continue to go through the Lord's Prayer. And uh, this week, uh, we are talking about this particular sentence, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, of course, we're continuing to talk about this is the this is the Lord's teaching to his disciples on how yep. to pray. Right. And so uh, as we're finding out, as we're going through this, each each one of these sections has a lot of deep, um, deep meaning for us and our relationship with God and our relationship with other people. That's correct. And uh, and so we'll continue with this. So this we're we're biting off a little bit more than we have in the past as far as the Lord's Prayer goes. Um, but right off the bat, I, I read it. Uh, your kingdom come. Your will be done. What what does God's kingdom look like, and when is it coming? That's a great question. I want to back up a little bit. Um, you know, the the, the Lord's prayer. Uh, Jesus's disciples asked him to teach mm-hmm. us how to pray. And what and I was thinking about this the other day. What I love that Jesus did in the beginning is he goes, "Don't pray like this." He said, "Don't have a bunch of words in Babylon like the pagans. Mm-hmm. Don't be like I'm going to paraphrasing here. Don't be like the religious people mm-hmm. who make a big show of praying." He says, "Get alone." Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation with you or a conversation myself with God. And then he goes, then pray like this. He gives us that, mm-hmm. te- like I said earlier, it's a template or a way of praying and a mindset of praying. And, you know, our father in heaven, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Holy be your name. That was, I believe we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so what, you know, and you're asking, what do you mean his kingdom come? Yes. And um, so, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about this. I'm asking for God's kingdom to come here on earth like it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, where am I? I'm on this earth. So, Father, your kingdom, your way of doing things happen in my life like mm-hmm. things happen your way in heaven. And and I've, I've asked myself, well, what what is a kingdom? What does a kingdom have? Mm-hmm. Well, a kingdom has a king. And a kingdom has subjects that love and obey the king, if it's a good kingdom, mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven, uh, has an economy. What makes that kingdom go? It has a culture. There's a way that people function and act in that, that particular kingdom. Well, this is God's kingdom. So, Father, your kingdom come on earth in my life like your kingdom is in heaven where you are. And so I'm inviting and asking God's way to be in his way of, of being and wanting us to be in my life. And so I'm surrendering my life over to the subject of the king. So you're really taking a more of a individual approach. What is what is going yeah. on in my heart? Not necessarily for me to point and look at things around me and say things aren't like they should be. Right. That's the easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a whole lot of creativity because I can find problems everywhere mm-hmm. and point them and point them out easily. But I'm asking God's will to be done in my life. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Well, mm-hmm. Lord, your will be done in my life. And so when, I, when I'm asked that, Father, what are the things that are outside your will that are going on in my life? I take an opportunity to be somewhat introspective. 
not self-condemning, but asking mm. God to show me these things as I read his word and as I listen to other people, because I want his kingdom to come. I want that to be alive and well. So when people are around me, they do experience what the kingdom of God is like. Mm-hmm. And that's attractive to other people, or it should be. Well, the kingdom of God is attractive to other people and it benefits other people. And right now here at Real Life, we've been doing that series on cultivate and we're going through the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. I get those ones mixed up in self-control, but Mm -hmm. all of those, when that's active in my life, as I grow in those, the people around me benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And as that's growing in your life, people always benefit, you benefit, and it's God's will for Mm -hmm. us. Because you are now a person Mm -hmm. uh, that is bearing fruit, but you're bearing fruit because you are living in this kingdom life. You are living as if you are a part of the kingdom. Yeah, and I'm asking God's will be done in my life, or your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Lord, your will be done in my life. Well, his will for me is to walk in kindness and in love and gentleness. Mm -hmm. The opposite is cruelty and hate and dissension. And we see all that as well. Mm -hmm. And that helps no one. And and all you have to do is just look around and it's alive and well. Heck, sometimes in my own life, I see that and I go back to the Lord. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. Mm The the next line, your will be done. I think that's a, um, uh, I have heard more people ask the question, how do I know God's will? And then they'll talk about, you know, do I take this job in another state or, you know, here's a decision I have to be. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for God's will. Mm-hmm. Will be done. What does that look like? Your, your kingdom come, your will be done. I've heard that question a lot. Mm-hmm. What if it's not God's will? What? What if I do this? What if I do that? Mm-hmm. And there's a common denominator in that question. I, I, and I. Mm-hmm. And as God being our father, what is his will? I believe God's will for us is what are my motives? Am I wanting to do what God wants me to do? Regardless of if I'm supposed to go here, go here, work there, or work th- here. What is God's will for me in my life? Scripture gives us a passage I love that tells us what God's will is, and it's mm. in First um, Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse seventeen, I believe, and it says uh, to rejoice always, to pray continually, and give thanks in every situation or every circumstance. And just the heart of that for me to to, to rejoice always, to be leaning into God's grace, that, that joy, to, to experience joy, to rejoice always, consider God's love, kindness, and approval of me, regardless of what the situation is, um, to pray continually. We're back to having a conversation with God. We're including him. I'm including mm. him in what's going on, good, bad, or ugly. And then to give thanks in all circumstances. It goes back to, Lord, I trust you with this. I don't like what's going on. It doesn't make sense, but I'm choosing to thank you. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It has that same heart in it. And God's will for us in Christ Jesus is always to our benefit from this perspective, my relationship with God, which in turn impacts in a very positive way my relationship with others and how I respond and receive things from other people, whether it's criticism or um, accolades and encouragement. But th- this prayer sets us up to have a, a have a, a rhythm and a relationship with God that's beneficial to everybody. That's that's really good, Keith. This one line, in fact, this whole prayer continues to uh, unearth uh, so many different topics. And, and like today, we talked about uh, God's kingdom, uh, God's will. Uh, 
uh, they're big, they're big, big topics. What yep. would the takeaway be uh, to look at these things? Well, that's a great question. I think one of the takeaways is, is what we're talking about. We, I don't even know if we've spent five minutes, 10 minutes talking about this. And a lot of what, what we know, we've spent our, our whole adult lives digging and wanting to know. And again, I go back to this relationship with God and, and Jesus sets us up perfectly with how to pray and I know somebody, I know a person as much as I'm willing to spend time with that person. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I know about God are, are a result of the time I, I, I wanted to know about him, not just uh, know facts about him, about him as the person, God. And we have tools here uh, that, that people have spent their lives building. Mm-hmm. And one of them, we, we talked about it before, was a, a, a concordance. And there's, so if you're listening to this, you can write this down, a Strong's Concordance. It's a big book. And I know a lot of people don't have big books anymore, but you can find these things online. But what a concordance is, it has every single word in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking for marriage, I just look up in the concordance, the word marriage, and we'll have every passage in the entire Old and New Testament that has to do with marriage. Well, that's how I learned a ton about God. If I want to know about sin, I looked up the word sin in the concordance and I read all those different passages and it comes with all different contexts of sin and who sinned and Mm-hmm. why and what not to every single word uh, concordance has all those um and it's worth the hard work of packing around a, a seven pound book mm-hmm. i don't know if it's seven pounds but it's bigger than you would carry in a briefcase but i still have my strongest concordance at home that i go to it is easier to find these same sort of things in a concordance on a bible app mm-hmm. one of those apps is the is bible hub um, another great app uh, to do Bible studies is the U Version Bible app, which has many, which has many uh, versions of the Bible. Um, also, uh, Bible Gateway mm-hmm. has almost an instantaneous concordance. I can pull up a word and type that in, and it'll just pull up every scripture. Then I can look how many places that word is in the Old Testament and New Testament, and which books of the Bible have that word. And so that's all available to you. It's available to me to. F- continue our journey. So my hope for a conversation like this, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, is it's just enough to spark a desire to do the hard and necessary and worthwhile work to find out more and see what God has for you. That that's fantastic. And I think it's that encouragement is absolutely spot on. And I also appreciate you giving uh, Bible Hub and Bible Gateway uh, something for us to look at. because, you know, you Google any topic yep. and you are going to get all you, you don't know if uh, these people are crazy. You don't know where this is coming from, what bent they have, what agenda they have, uh, what's their doctrine. And uh, this gives us uh, someplace to go to where we know we can trust. Right. And I know that if I so-called Google or search into something, usually the first thing that came up, somebody paid to have it. So their first thing came up. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the authority. That's right. On truth or that issue. And so there are people who've spent time, money, effort in their lives building these sort of uh, uh, resources so that the church, us being the church, can be the church and we can know God this way. Well, and I also like the picture of, of finding if you if you love someone, uh, you'll find out what they care about. You'll find out as much as you can about them. Yeah. And th- this is that scenario where we, if we love God, uh, we want to find out about more about what he says. And this is a great way to do it. It's exactly right. I'd finish with this as it, you know, as I work with young men, especially in their marriages, I'll ask this question to a young man. Are you a student of your wife? 
Mm-hmm. You're like, what? I said, do you study your wife? Do you know what she likes? Do you know what she doesn't? Do you know the things that motivate her, encourage her? Do you know the things that push her buttons? Do you care to know, not just about her, but know her, but mm-hmm. to choose to be a student? And I've spent a lifetime being a student of my wife, but I'm also spent my adult lifetime being a student of Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, being a student of God because mm-hmm. I love him. And really, you can't be a student of your wife without being a student of God anyways. That's exactly right. All right, Keith. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, look forward to next week as we continue through the Lord's Prayer. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple. It's just not easy. 